You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, Hannies. It's Amiria Sai, and you're back for season two of The Take On. Hi, everyone. It's Amir Yas. Welcome back to The Take On. I love our next guest so much that she had to come back again. So um, she's back here with season two with us. Dr. Contessa, how are you, sweetheart? I am magnificent. How are you? And thank you for having me. Of course. I mean, listen, Married to Medicine this year was fire. I, you know, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're doing all these things. You're involved, obviously, you know, the front lines of the pandemic, you're doing it all. So I just, I'm happy that you're oh. here and give us a second of your time. I appreciate it so much. I'm doing my best. I can't say I'm doing it all splendidly, but I am actually trying. (laughs) (laughs) That's what everyone, I feel like people have been kind of sleeping on how amazing you are. I mean, I've always been tooting your horn, but I feel like this season, especially people are like, whoa, Contessa's doing a lot. Like she's going through a lot. She's rising up. She's showing up. Like I think fans have a real kind of renewed, just, I don't know, excitement and are finally seeing you for all the amazingness oh, that you, you do. So I, I've, I've noticed that. I, I, I follow all the blogs, I follow all the forums, and I've seen like how people are just really like, whoa, she's under tremendous pressure. She's doing a lot. And I'm, I'm happy people are seeing that. I am very yeah, happy. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm with the... I'm with a cast of stars. So, you know, they've been on, people have known them for like over a decade now. So I know it's really challenging when there's like a new person who's thrown into the mix. People are kind of like, wait, who is this chick? Right? <laughs> so it takes a second for people to like warm up. Like, why? Well, I, I like who I like. Like, I like the people I've been knowing for a long time. Like, you know, they feel like some of them, I mean, you see some of the children who were teeny tiny kids who are now in college. So people are really invested in some of the people from season one. True. So I totally understand his growing pains when there's a new cast member, but I am actually really excited and happy that people are giving me a chance. And even actually, like you said, seeing me this season, because, um, you know, it's hard. I mean, balancing like, this whole like stereotype of what a doctor is and how like buttoned up we are and how we don't swear, we don't drink, we can't lose our tempers, we can't wear short shorts and a tank, you know, <laughs> uh, our bellies out. I mean, all these like kind of, we can't be sexy, we can't be cool, we can't, you know, so you, you kind of got to balance that and you're like, you know what, do I really like want to keep on this like facade that I have to wear at work all the time? Or do I get to show people like how we really do it, right? Because <laughs> me and my doctor friends, like we have a great time. We turn up and it is, I mean, I think that's what people want to see because for the little girls who want to be doctors, but they're like, but I like to have fun with my friends. I want to go to Vegas sometimes. I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, that that's the balance. Like, you know, do I want to be all like polished 24 seven or do I want to work and then also know how to play? So I try to show that. I really try to show like the real, real of what we are. We're just humans who um, do altruistic work and yeah. So cut us a break sometimes. <laughs> right. Cut them a break. And, yeah. and even when you guys do go and relax, you still do some kind of like, you know, med- yes. medical mission work. So it's, you still combine. I love that about the show. Cause it's like the housewives will go on trips and, you know, people just, which is fine. They get drunk and have fun, but you guys always give back to the community, which I think is really wonderful. Cause a lot of rich people go to these neighborhoods and kind of stay in the resort and never leave and don't contribute. Never leave. So, yeah. I love that you guys do that. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. It's so important because you do, you feel like to who much is given, much is required. Yes. And when you, and when you go back and just do some fundamental, like basic medicine, you also really appreciate how good we have it in this country. Right. I mean, I, I was actually did AIDS research in Uganda and I remember like actually getting into a uh, accident. I got into a car accident. We rolled over three times. Oh, wow. uh, my leg was like, you know, it was, it was like a whole situation, but we had to like, I had to literally pay the transportation for the doctor to come into the hospital. I had to pay the doctor separately. I had to pay someone to go to the pharmacy to go get the medicine. Like wow. this whole, like, yeah, it was like, you literally pay each person and you have to pay for the medication or you have to send your family member to the pharmacy to get whatever it is that you need or a friend or whatever versus everything that we have is right there at our fingertips. Like there was no 911. I had to take a cab to the hospital. Wow. So <laughs> yeah, it was, it's crazy. It's literally, so I spent so much, I had, I was doing research, right? So I was at a summer program. I literally spent every dime I had within a 24 hour period to get taken care of because I had a medical emergency. Mm, wow. That, that not versus a bill that comes in the mail, you know, that you may or may not pay at some point. And that, you know, this it's really just showing you that I just really appreciate what we have, right? I mean, this healthcare system, of course, can be so much better. That's its own little podcast. But when you travel <laughs> to some really third world, world countries where people are literally just begging for just, you know, just aspirin or anti-inflammatory and Motrin or something, you really understand. It's like, wow, some of the stuff we take for granted is so basic um, for us. And in other countries, they would just kill to have access to one, one, you know, 0.1% of what we have here. So we do, when we travel, we really try to, to give what we have for free to as many people as we possibly can. I mean, it's, it's, that's what you have to do. And I think you guys are doing it beautifully. And, you know, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your background. I know you talked about it, you know, you were in, correct me if I'm wrong, was it Army or Navy? Navy. 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 Okay. You were in the yeah, Navy. Go in- Navy, be Army. No, yeah. just- <laughs> <laughs> My cousin's in the Navy as well. So we're all Navy oh. all the way. Um, yeah. Did, do you think that experience of, you know, being in the Navy, how did that help you to kind of jump into this group of women? Like, did it, like, you know, working as a team? Like, yeah, how did that, like, help you? Or, yeah, I'm curious about that. Yeah, like, you know, I think people sometimes get a little confused about, they're like, you know, you should be more upset about that. You're so unplussed. Like, it's like, seriously, like, I've seen people with, like, amputations, like, traumatic amputations from IED blasts. Like, eh, some girl calling me out of my name or being upset about, you know, I keep it moving. Like, I don't really, like, I'm mad for, like, 30 seconds, and I'm just like, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. And that's kind of what the military did for me. It really helped me keep what's really a big, you know, what's a big deal and what's not. And it's very few things in my life that are really a big deal. And so I really try hard. And sometimes I think even this season, you'll see, I try really hard to compartmentalize and like not give any emotion of some things because I'm just like, I think about, and it's, that's what the military kind of does. It makes you think it could be so much worse. It could be so much worse. Like girl, get it together. Like, are you serious? And yeah, so that's how I always think. And sometimes it's like, just, you can, succumb to your emotion like have this moment cry it out it's okay and then it's fine it doesn't mean you're weak because i did for a long time think that showing emotion and being like and crying was 
like a sign of weakness, but it's really a sign of strength, a strength to Absolutely. respond to your emotion that you're feeling at the moment. So I'm, I'm learning how to get back to that. <laughs> and you're doing it. I mean, you're doing the best, like you said, the best you can. And I think that's all we can ask. And sometimes these Bravo, you know, fans can be very merciless. But I thought this season, oh, yeah. you really let us in in a way that like, I don't think even housewives really do. So I, I feel like you, no. you really let us in in that, you know, emotional dinner where you were like, this is my life and I'm going to step away with my husband. And like, again, we'll right. get to this, but the whole, yeah. did he or did he not have a life coach? I don't think that matters. This is your life. And I get that people are going to say, oh, right. you know, you're a reality TV star, so you've let... But there also still has to be a line with that, you know? Like, there has to still be a line because you still have to live your life after these cameras stop. So... And I think... Yeah. And I think the question, like that question keeps coming up, like, yeah. did he or didn't he? I'm like, dude, I'm, are you serious? Are you not watching this? I have no idea what he did or didn't have. Like, right. I don't know. Right. right? right. This is you, the same answers he's giving you and the same confusion that you feel. That's what I feel. Right. But um, so, yeah, so that and you're right. I mean, and I would say the thing that really, really annoys me about. Uh, I guess when people talk about like reality television to us mm -hmm. is it is not scripted. We don't know what they're going to show. Right. We right. filmed for all these months and then they literally show eight to 10% of what we filmed. So we don't know what's going to, and I, I'm air quoting going to be our storyline. Right. I built a whole clinic this year. I renovated my kitchen. You know, we were, two doctors working during the pandemic and, you know, oh, by the way, I had two of the most beautiful, you know, women living with us who happen to be a gay couple. That's a long-term gay couple. Oh my God. And so those, yeah, like Paris, <laughs> yeah, well, you saw it, but you just didn't feel anything like Paris Nashleya, my niece and her girlfriend who we did the, the crystal party with. Oh, yeah. So okay. yeah, they, they've been together for as long as Scott and I have. Wow. You know, seriously. Wow. So they and they were they bailed us out when we needed help because she's a massage therapist and she, you know, in Chicago was completely shut down. So mm -hmm. we really were like, we need somebody to keep our kids. And we're two doctors. People are like, I'm not coming over there to COVIDville. Like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. No way. So um, we needed help. And so that's what I thought people, you know, I thought people were going to be able to see like we were able to lean on some family members and get some help with our children, how we were working all the time, then doing these big renovations, but none and opening, oh, by the way, a whole clinic, but kind of didn't kind of got lost in the noise right. of Scott and I. So, right, right. <laughs> well, and, and do you like, like you said, like you did all these things and they focus on that? Do you think because of what Jackie and Simone had gone through with their marriages, it's almost like felt like it was a touch point for them as well. And everyone likes to kind of like you guys are like an enmeshed friend group, but in a positive way, because I feel like when things go yeah. wrong, you guys help each other. But then everyone's kind of involved. And you kind of strike me as someone who's open energy like me, but we also like to keep things somewhat private. Did you struggle right. with them kind of like wanting to kind of give their two cents? Or were you kind of receptive? Because at the reunion, you were very like at that point, you seemed very like open to hearing it or receptive. Was there a time where you, you kind of were like, I don't want to hear your opinion. I'm kind of in it. I'm in the thick of it, you know? Oh, Oh, yeah. And you know what it was? Like, I remember when we were in D.C. and Jackie asked me across a, a table of people who half I didn't really know. Right. And the other ones I was beefing with, like, do you think your husband's cheating? I was like, girl, did you just do that? Like, really? If you mm. thought that was the I would have thought you would have pulled me to the side and asked me, like, 
in private, maybe, you know, even maybe a camera could have been there, but not in front of like Giselle and, and Robin, who I just met, you know, we're a bit Toya messy been, too. I've been, <laughs> we're a bit right, messy. right. And Toya, <laughs> who I have been beefing with all season and right. Lisa Nicole and Carrie, who just uh, uh, accused me of, you know, uh, you know, told a big lie mm. that we had said something negative and we got into this big fight. Like, I'm like, is this the place? So it was almost like, I think because they had been through it, they were really kind of like, let's talk about this in the open. And I was kind of like, wait, this is not an open conversation, right? This is right. not something that I need to discuss with everyone. So it did take me a while. And that's why I think for, it was, you know, really frustrating too, because people are like, you wanted to talk about this. I'm like, uh, no, every time I talked about it was when someone was like, how's, how's it going with you and God? How are you guys doing? I didn't want to talk about it at all. I felt like if anything is, is common, like we, any, anyone who's ever been in a relationship can tell you relationship problems are kind of the norm. So I didn't even think it was interesting, right? I didn't think it was something that people right. cared about. We've seen it before. Well, we see it with during everybody. a pandemic where I feel like a lot of people got yeah. divorced and had so many issues. And most people were not used to being in a house with their significant other all the time. So I feel like you weren't exactly. given any like forgiveness for the fact that it was a pandemic. I feel like people kept forgetting. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a whole lot. And so, and yeah, we had just been through kind of a, a firestorm yeah. of also with the, you know, with the, the office, like that, that was a big financial investment, sure. right? But I was investing on me. Like I was investing in me. And, and that was another big aspect that we didn't really talk about, but yeah, so it was so much going on, but, mm -hmm. um, but I just didn't think, again, I didn't think it was a big deal because when I'm sitting around with my girlfriends, like I literally, is rare for anyone to be like, oh, my relationship is wonderful and perfect. Those and there's nothing lying. going on. They're always lying. They're Those totally people. lying. Uh, They're totally lying. And you don't even want to talk to them. You're like, okay, so if you're going to be BSing me, then we can do this all day. So yeah, I don't like those too. kind of people. So, Contessa, those are the kind of people that said they had a perfect childhood. And I'm like, what's going on with you? I doubt eggs. that. Exactly. I doubt that. Like, come exactly. on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If you don't have any average childhood experiences, then yeah. I don't, I don't F with you. Right. I don't, exactly. <laughs> I don't exactly. even, I don't identify with you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, speaking of that, um, how is your dad doing? I, I love your dad. My, I thought oh, my dad is my dad. So he actually just recently had a little health scare again. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, my dad scares me. He just, uh, it's just, just tough. And it's so tough because he's in Kansas City right. and not here in Atlanta. I've wanted him to move here so I can help take care of him. But he'll call me every time. He's like, okay, look, this is what's going on. I'm going to the ER, mm -hmm. but don't worry about it. It's oh, like, oh, God. God. Yeah. So black and he's and brown, by himself now. I'm telling you, black and brown men, like my dad is the same being Persian. They don't know how to take care of themselves. They take care of everyone else. And then they don't take care of themselves. It's crazy. And he eats candy all day long. Mm -hmm. He smokes like a chimney. And Ugh. he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, I'm like, dad, can we get you to eat some like plant-based stuff? And he's like, yeah, who are you talking to? <laughs> you do not tell me what to do, little girl. You're like, you're, I'm like, you're right. Oh I'm sorry, daddy. What's wrong I, I, I yeah. sneak stuff. With, I put sneak kale into my dad's. He's like, this food tastes weird. I'm like, there's kale in it. Just eat it. Just Come on. Oh, look at you. I'm like, oh, that's a new kind of candy. That's the new Starburst, Daddy. <laughs> look, I put the new Starburst in there. Oh, we'll so eat it up then. That so <laughs> yeah, that's his weakness. He's like me. I his weakness that. is sweets. But but yeah, but just keep him in your prayers because he I just will. oh my God, he scares me every every other week. And he then was of course a fan with, favorite. Everybody loved him. He was so lovely. Yeah. Everybody yeah. does. And then of course with COVID, he's like, Yeah, you know, it's just it's just every day is a fear. Is a fear I live in the fear factor all the time when it comes I to know. my dad. and we talked about that all the time. Like there's a lot of PTSD for doctors right now. Like I feel you on that. 
because it's ramping back up. And it I know is. people are not not really understanding exactly what that means. But for people who work in like, you know, respiratory therapists and ER, ICU doctors, um, anyone who, who's working in just primary care and seeing people on a just acute basis, it is scary because it feels very much like last spring. Oh, God. So, yeah, we were like, we were in no mask. Like I I spoke at my medical school graduation and I literally, it was the first time I walked into a medical facility and nobody had masks on because everyone was 100% vaccinated. And it was just like, wait, what? What's happening at this big old medical school? And now we're going, you know, we're going to be going backwards um, because this virus is relentless. And so... Yeah, this virus. What What's your advice to people who don't want to get vaccinated? I know it's a complicated issue, but like at this sure. point, isn't it for you're almost getting vaccinated for the safety of other people as well? Yeah, I think, mm. you know what I think about? I always think about like I used to love 24, like Jack Bauer, yeah, right? Yeah. He would in 24 hours every year, there would be this big threat and then he would save the world. Right. Yeah. And I think about it. I know people are scared of the vaccine, but I feel like the vaccine is in response to this this huge kind of like cataclysmic threat. And the vaccine was like everyone's working to fight this threat. And it's a solution to this problem that we were all afraid of. And I don't see. So that's the way I look at it. Like I was like this killer was in existence for us. Right. This, you know, SARS-CoV-2. And so we had nothing. We had nothing to protect us. No way to fight it. We just really were always chasing our tails and just hoping and praying for the best. Everyone was terrified all the time. And then there was like you know, the scientists who said, look, let's figure this out. Let's figure out the solution to this problem. And that's how I look at the vaccine. Mm. And so that's the thing that really, I guess, challenges me is because I am more afraid of this, you know, this virus than I am of the vaccine. And that's, in my opinion, yes, of course, there are going to be some, some risks, very small, actually really, really small, even the most, you know, the most catastrophic ones that were associated, like with Johnson and Johnson, I think it was like 100 cases total um, of the, you know, 100, what, hundreds of million people, hundreds of millions of people around the world have been vaccinated. Exactly. But if you're looking at right now, even the people who who are vaccinated, who are getting sick, those are the ones who also have underlying, usually underlying autoimmune diseases. And so what happened was they actually didn't build up antibodies after getting vaccinated. So it was like the vaccination didn't really take. And that's been, so it's really, the vaccination is really protecting people. And for the people who had COVID in the past and were vaccinated, those people are really highly protected. Oh, got it. It looks like. Got it. So check your antibodies. antibodies. Yeah, Yeah, check those antibodies. Well, that's, well, that's the problem. So that's, for me, it's just kind of like, I'm like, man, do I need a booster? Like, I want another one, right? I just want to do whatever I can to fight this Delta and Lambda. Seriously. So that's a, Wait, so there's for Lambda the too? Are, there's Lambda, man, Gamma, I, yeah, and Delta. Oh, it's, oh, I mean, whatever, you know, that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, God. every day there's some new one, but it's Oof. just, that's the... That's the nature of the virus is it mutates. But Go get my, vaccinated, people, please. That's, <laughs> in my opinion, that's what I'm saying. If you are not, it's just you got to weigh the risk and benefit of both. And right. the risk of getting sick is now, again, is young people who are getting really sick from this new, this Delta variant. Well, because they're trying and, to have their hot girl summer. And I'm like, sit your ass at home. Oh, man. Oh, oh, oh. It's know. really bad. I know. But thanks for all the it work really you do. Is. and. We, we love you. And I, I want to just do, I got a bunch of, when I said I was talking to you, I got a bunch of listeners that had questions. So we'll do like a quick fire sure. answers. Um, so the first one's uh, from Son Mosher 11. So he wants to know how you and Scott are doing. T- I know it's kind of an invasive question, but how are you and Scott doing today? I know I've seen you guys go live. You've gone on vacation. You know, yeah. he's doing his daddy duties. He's doing all that. So how are yeah. you guys doing today? 
Well, that's the one thing that's never going to change. Right. So mm-hmm. one thing that, you know, it was so interesting because I'm like, wait, are you serious? You're talking about I should stop going on vacation with my family because my husband and I are having issues? Like, that makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, you're creating memories. <laughs> right? I didn't understand gonna, that either. Uh, we're always, we're <laughs> always going to do that. Like, right. that's to me the most ridiculous thing. And I'm like, and for people on my show, I'm like, wait, you guys, everybody who had marital, marital problems also went on vacation. Right. Everything. Someone with us. <laughs> right. And then like, at, and then a reunion is like, oh, we're getting divorced. Or one was like, we're getting divorced. We're living separate. You know, my husband has a girlfriend, but then two months later, we're all in, you know, whatever. So anyway, so everybody goes on vacation. So right. I don't understand what that is about. Um, so yeah, but we're trying our best to figure out what we're going to do. Um, we haven't quite made any, um, I wish that I could say there's been like a huge paradigm shift for he and I at this moment, but the, the thing is we really try hard to focus on the kids. And I think that actually makes it less conflict between he and I, when we are just focusing on what's important for the kids and giving them the the support that they need. Um, But yeah, so that's kind of where it is. And and I'm never going to not do that. I mean, I, I, I think it's, I think it's lovely when people, you know, I like, I love Real Housewives of New, New Jersey, Frank Catania mm-hmm. um, and Dolores. So oh healthy. my God. So healthy. Why do you have to like, I don't understand why people want me to be mad all the time. And yeah. who wants to live in that space and place? Like that's so crazy. Nobody just because, that. just because if Scott and I, for some reason don't wor- work out, it is no bad guy in this situation, right? right? People want, always want to create a villain when people break up. There's not a villain. Sometimes it's just that people are at a place where they're just like, it's more conflict than it is fun and peace. Exactly. And maybe we should get to a relationship that is different, right? That we don't have to do this anymore. And that's and being sometimes an adult. just removing that, yeah, removing mm-hmm. that romantic part of it, maybe, you know, sometimes it's all that it needs that you need to do. And you become wonderful, oh, still maintain being a wonderful family and still co parents. But exactly. yeah, it doesn't have it, to be con- just because he and I, yeah, that's, I mean, so I don't understand that. And I'm never going to be, you know, I'm air quoting like playing enough for the gram. I'm like, I don't, why are you telling me what to put on my Instagram? And why are you trying to act like I need to do something that you understand? Like, I don't understand what your Instagram is. Like, well, dude, don't, why don't you not look at me? <laughs> then don't but, follow me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Don't look at my Instagram. Yeah. Like, you know, ask me, ask me what's going Are you? Yeah. Just, yeah, it's just silly to me. Such exactly. a petty, silly, city oh. correlation, petty, petty, silly correlation that to me makes absolutely no sense. You're, Especially as grownups, knowing that Instagram is completely fake and everyone puts the best things on Instagram. Absolutely. Like, Who puts themselves crying yeah. on Instagram? Like everyone's going to put their best side. And if you want to post a picture of you and your family, your family, you can do it. So I just, yeah, it's, and if I do that, you will be like, she needs to be admitted instantly because something's not well about her. (laughs) So that's what people say. Seriously. When you put that kind of stuff on Instagram. So Instagram is not, people are not there for that. I'm not trying to like, you know, yeah. Yeah. It just makes no sense. It's a lot of, it's a lot of mess, but you're, you're navigating it beautifully. And one last question real quick from Natalie Bell's. She wants to know uh, if you weren't on Married to Medicine, is there another Bravo show that you're like such a fan? I know you mentioned, you know, Dolores and on uh, New Jersey, but is there another franchise or show that you like on Bravo that you'd like to, if you weren't doing Married to Medicine, to jump on? Yeah. So I love um, Below Deck. <gasps> Me too, <girl. laughs> I like Yacht Life. Like, I'm um, like, Yacht Life. Like, yes. I love that. Love so anything like that. I would love, or any kind of like, um, 
any like one of those travel shows like there's you know when people go and like look at different places around the world they go have different experiences that's what I would be doing something like light and fun and you know just regular like not even remotely about my life like a little bit about my life but more about just like that fun aspect of me because I love to travel I love to explore I love to be in sticky situations and you know and yeah so I I love that like anything like that that's a great Um, choice I love Below Deck maybe we can uh, go on that show when everything is back to normal I'd love to be on a yacht with you that sounds fun (laughs) let's just do it now because we don't know when normal is going to happen so let's just call them and see if we can get on there like next week yes honey you make the calls (laughs) I will pack my bag we uh, I am so there Um, I'm obsessed with you Um, I love having you you on tell everyone where they can follow you and come on your Instagram and support you and your family and don't tell you what to post thank you oh because oh my god let me tell you another problem that my daughter is 12 and she has her own Instagram page Mm -hmm. do you know we had to block her because she was arguing with people people had the audacity to come on my page and speak Uh -uh. negative things about my husband Mm -hmm. and the same thing on his page and so we had to block her because she was literally in the comments arguing with people well, my 12 year old daughter they should not they, be engaging with her it's her job well, no to defend, she was you know her she dad. was no no the, i'm saying that's the point she was defending so yeah. someone would say something completely reckless Mm-mm. and they would and she would say like don't talk don't talk about my dad like that or don't oh, talk about my mom so but her. people are yeah like i'm like you i understand you don't have but you don't you can keep the the harsh negative stuff in your head or talk about it amongst your friends but people you don't need to violent. come on my page and like really you know just do remember that there's his family and my family and his job and my job and so keep some of the the comments to yeah keep it to a minimum all that judgment i posted my cousin's yeah. baby and someone said she needs to be on a diet i was like really like, you you're going to come after a baby, yeah. like a six-month-old yeah. baby. People are sick. Yes. Reckless. People, they, yeah, they do it for fun. And mm-hmm. it's like, I can't I can't help you. I'm just going to have to pray for you because <laughs> your problem, <laughs> Jesus your problem supersedes you. me. Yeah, yes, your, proper, your problem is way bigger than me. Exactly. But Dr. Contessa on Instagram, you know, Contessa Perfect. Metcalf MD on Facebook. ATL Contessa MD or I'm no I'm Dr. Contessa on Twitter too. Perfect. Um, even though I don't tweet as much because I think tweet, tweeting is seems to get everybody in trouble. So I'm just more of a passive tweet. I read the tweets, but I don't tweet myself because oh man, that Twitter. Ooh. They're mean, um, honey. They are mean. Yes. And then I have a YouTube channel, Conversations with Contessa, so you can see another side of me. Oh, I like that name, so. Conversations with Contessa. Um, yes. We have taken up enough of your time. I love you so much. You're the best. You're Thank on the you. front line. You're doing your thing. And I hope you can come to LA soon so I can just give you one big old hug. But thank well, you for being I will be back I will, I'm actually thinking about going to Napa this weekend so <gasps> don't get me excited I may come on down to see Honey, you come say hi <laughs> I will I will thank you so much for having me of course everyone go watch Married to Medicine the reunion was three parts it was lit go follow Dr. Contessa and um, I've loved having you and thanks everyone for being here with the take on I'm Amir Yas and we're done thanks for listening to this episode of the take on The Take On is produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals, edited by Kyle Moore, and is a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. You can find out more about me and The Take On at bpn.fm backslash The Take On. And of course, on my Instagram at Amir Yas official. Yes, honey, we're official. Make sure to subscribe and rate The Take On wherever you stream your podcast and keep tuning in for more amazing guests.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.